and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings, with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Copybook Headings podcast. I am your host, Patrick Payne, joined, as always, with my co-host, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing, man? Doing great. How about you? <laughs> doing great. Um, we've got a got an interesting one this week, huh? Yeah, this one is it's a little confounding, even. Like, it's, uh, I wasn't sure where to go with it, right? Like, there wasn't a ton, like, doing research on this, there wasn't a ton written about this specific one. And so I think we're just going to be kind of riffing here and see, see what we both think about this. <laughs> yeah. In fact, as we were mentioning before, I was talking a little off air. Uh, my daughter had asked me what it was about to this time. And, and I told her and she was like, what does that mean? And I was, <laughs> I was like, well, uh, we're going to find out. We're going to, Andrew and I are going to dig into this and we'll, we'll figure out what this is. But, but, uh, um, but the, the proverb we're going with today is uh, a learned blockhead is a greater blockhead than an ignorant one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, <laughs> this one's a, a Benjamin Franklin original, um, you know, from his uh, Poor Richard's Almanac that he put out over several years. Um, so we'll be running across a lot of his, I think, over the course of this show. Um, but yeah, what, what and, and you picked this one. What, what struck you about this one um, that you wanted to talk about it? <clears throat> yeah, I yeah I picked this one. I thought it was interesting, um, and I heard uh, so th- some of the research I did gave me um, Benjamin Franklin, but it also mentioned this this French philosopher uh, Jean de la Bruyere. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, really? it. Yeah, did you hear about that or when you were doing no. digging into it? Yeah, so this guy, I guess this is back in 1688. He wrote this book called Le Caractère, or I, I think that's how you pronounce that. The characters is probably probably the um, translation there. And, uh, it was a, a book that this, this French philosopher wrote. And, and that was, I guess, where the original or the earliest, uh, iteration of this, this quote came from. Oh, cool. And then Fr- Benjamin Franklin took it and put it in the, the, his, his Richard Almanac and, and so on and so forth. It's gone from there. But, uh, from my research, that's the earliest that I found. All right. I guess that makes me the ignorant blockhead. So. <laughs> well, you know, better than a learned blockhead, I guess. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. So what, what interested me in this one is, <clears throat> is just uh, what we see today in a lot of uh, higher education. Uh, we see a lot of higher education. And I remember growing up, uh, college was such a, a new, like an important thing. It was so, it was pushed so heavily by teachers, parents, everybody was, you need to go to college. Um, it's really important that you, uh, when you graduate from high school, you got to go to college and get an education. And, and it was viewed as there's no other way, right? There's no other way to be successful. If you don't go to college, you're going to be a loser. Um, and so, uh, and, and what we've seen, what I've seen in my personal life hasn't really matched up with that. I know a lot of very successful people and not just successful, but wise, you know, intelligent people who didn't go that route. And, um, I thought that would be an interesting, interesting thing to dig into a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the same thing for me. I think that was the, uh, 
the mantra for millennials was was go to college. Uh, and you know, and in in my life, I, that made a lot of sense. Like from the example from from my own father, who you know he's got a PhD and 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 worked in in science, you know, in chemistry, mm-hmm. his whole career. Um, my mom, though, she didn't she didn't finish four year university, um, but it was definitely important. It was definitely kind of assumed that that all of us kids would go to go to college. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. It's not exactly though that everyone you meet from college or who went to college is is doing great and has it all figured out, and everyone who didn't uh, has a miserable life. It's far from that. Yeah, I agree. And and the interesting part about the quote though is it's deeper than that, right? Because it's it's yeah. more than just college isn't isn't always necessary. It's right. sometimes the education makes you a greater blockhead or a greater fool than you would have been otherwise had you not gone down this this path, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's the two components. There's the the education part, but then there's just like the nature of the person, the blockheadedness Mm -hmm. of the person. Right. Um, and that's, that's the part, that's the thing that was a bit confounding for me with this one is, you know, what, what is the blockhead here? Um, you know, I, I looked it up. It's pretty, pretty simple used for just, you know, to call someone stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm like, well, why does, why are we talking about like, you know, an educated, stupid person? I that doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, it had me thinking though about kind of temperament and 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 proper, um, proper fit for whatever education or training you might get in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, college isn't ultimately isn't the right choice for everyone. Trade school isn't the right choice for everyone. Apprenticeship isn't the right choice for everyone. But fraud, you know, you get the right match, um, then it, then things click, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the 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 blockhead perhaps um, should not be going for the learning. And you and when we were chatting before this, you know, what you had some good thoughts on on what that meant um, as far as. Um, what what that does to the what education may do to the blockhead yeah yeah i was thinking about that you know <clears throat> we uh we have the benefit of uh, or if if it is a benefit of of having kind of a little bit more science looking back on uh this quote in this proverb versus when it was written in you know the 17th century or whenever um so we have you know th- all this data of like IQ testing now, right? Which I don't know when mm-hmm. that came about, but they probably didn't have that then like we do now. And so I think it's common nowadays for people to look at these, these, uh, you know, how bright is somebody on a, on a, on a pure IQ scale? Yeah. And if they're smart, well, that's, that, that means a lot. Right. And so we place such high, um, emphasis on this intelligence, this raw intelligence. And I think it's, you know, too high personally, um, because if you think about what, you know, an intelligence of somebody is, what do you, when you think of what IQ measures, measures mostly the speed of, you know, their processor, right? (laughs) How how quickly they are able to solve puzzles, solve problems and and come to come to things. But there's much, much more to it when you're thinking of coming to a correct conclusion on something, especially in, in, like kind of the social science realm where there's lots of complications, right? 
Yeah. Um, I, I think of people who maybe have a very high IQ, maybe are very bright, but they're arrogant and they're mm-hmm. stubborn and they're um, pigheaded and they're not willing to admit when they're wrong. And yeah. how are those people, I mean, maybe they're, they, they got that fast processor, but are they going to come to the correct conclusion or, 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 or is their own ego not able to get out of their own way? Yeah. Or even, or even taking like the, the trope of the, you know, the absent-minded professor, right? Sure. Who is really locked into one thing, but, but when it comes to even nor- like simple things, in life, <clears throat> isn't really able to, to navigate, you know, I, I met those kinds of people in, in college. I don't know that they became professors, but but like just really smart people with zero street smarts, zero, um, yeah, just uh, Common not sense. great at reading people and yeah. not, not great at reading situations and um, and just, you know, book smart, but but you could also, <laughs> they could not, they could not realize you're messing with them. So <laughs> those are the people that are easy to troll. Uh, yeah, they, they exactly. don't get what's going on. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I think there's been a divide, um, amongst the kind of the white collar and the blue collar for a lot of this reason, you see blue collar people that don't have a lot of the book learning, but they have to have a lot of common sense because when you're putting, yeah. when you're installing a fence, it, it's, it either works or it doesn't. And you have to figure out, Oh, the, the hinges have to go on this side or that side or else it's not going to, you know, open properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so oftentimes I'll, I'll hear blue collar people, tradesmen look down on these college educated folks because they don't have any common sense or they, or they see yeah. these people doing foolish things in their mind, um, yeah. where they, where they don't have this practical knowledge. Right. Yeah. And that, and it's interesting to think, you know, you only have to go back a few generations for most people and, you know, everyone in your family was blue collar, so to speak, you know, or a mm-hmm. farmer, right. Where, you know, more practical knowledge. Um, you know, even my grandfather and, and back even farther, right. Just, I don't know if, if any of them were college educated, but you know, so, but now there's a flip where now most people in my family are, are college and, and we're a lot less practically inclined yeah. Um, and, and, you know, broader societies like that too. It's kind of top heavy. Yeah, I think so. And, and one of the things that I've noticed is, is been somewhat declining, um, is just this concept of, of kind of, you know, inductive reasoning where, mm-hmm. um, it's, you don't have direct facts to prove this, that, or the other, but it's kind of, it just, most of the evidence you're seeing is pointing towards this thing and you kind of, you kind of have to intuit a little bit of what's going on. Um, and we've seen, I see hyper-educated people completely reject this, this form of thinking. There's either data based on a study based on science, or I don't believe it at all. Yeah. And, and I, I, I find that kind of naive and foolish really when, uh, when it comes to practical understanding, cause there's, we're, we're never going to have enough data to understand everything in the world. And some things you just kind of have to, you just kind of have to intuit a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. You, no, for sure. You got to go with your gut. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but you know, a lot of issues in the last few years where that's been, seems to be the big divide is people willing to go with their gut 
against the grain on, on things and, and people who aren't and who want that data. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, both groups can be manipulated in different ways, but, uh, you know, for the data people, you can make up data and show it to them and then they'll believe it and that's, then they'll go with it. Um, yeah. You know, I had a, I had a sociology class in college and this lady was, um, she was this British professor and, uh, I mean, she was woke before woke existed. So, I mean, she was just, and one thing I noticed in this class <clears throat> was that it seemed like there's this classic ar argument, of course, between nature and nurture, right? That's been around mm -hmm. for, for a long time. And it seemed like in her class, it was 100% rejecting any nature, 100% going all in on nurture, right? Yeah. And that was so, everything was sociologically, you know, um, uh, constructed yeah. for lack of a better term, everything. And, and I, I remember just thinking, does she not think there's any kind of nature? Is there no other side to this? Right. Yeah. But her ideology and her expertise in, in her understanding was this is the way things are. And there's, you know, you could say, well, you know, boys are this way more like, and girls are that way. And, and she would just argue with you to the death and say, no, 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 we have constructed these, you know, uh, gender norms over time. And, and of course there's probably some truth to that, but if you talk to, you know, people from a different, a different specialty psychology, as opposed to soci sociology, for example, they'd probably tell you, no, there is some biological de determination there. And it's not 100% across the board, but it's, it's, uh, when looking at it as a group, there's some, there's some general trends, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that arrogance you mentioned of, of, not being willing to upset, accept that there's there's still some mystery out there, especially about people and how how we work and and about the universe in general. Uh, yeah. So one other thought I had while while we while uh, you're talking recently was um, just the society's view of you know relationships and how um, you know marriage has kind of uh, become less popular. Uh, children being born outside of outside of marriage is, is far more common. And we, you know, this saying about blockheads might have originally been talking about individuals, but as a society, I think we may be more of blockheaded now because of all the technology and education we have. Because yeah. we think we can bounce signals off satellites fl flying around the moon or wherever and, and come down onto my little you know, supercomputer I carry in my pocket called my phone. And that means we're so wise that we're going to throw out all this ancient wisdom that people have had forever. This institution of marriage has been around for thousands of years and the, the, the bedrock of society being the, the nuclear family. And we're just going to toss yeah. that out because we're so clever now. And it doesn't seem like it's working that well. Yeah. And that, that brings to mind with this one, um, Maybe you know the un the unspoken part of this proverb is is about wisdom, you know, and that yeah. and being the the counter to the the education and the the, the formal learning, because um, you can be you can still be wise without the education. I, I yeah I think so, and I think you can be wise honestly without without uh, the IQ. I mean, you yeah, could be a, you could be a, a just a average or even below average guy in terms of, of, uh, raw intelligence, but you've been around maybe an older guy who's just seen a lot 
and uh, maybe it took him a little longer to learn some things than other people, but he's just been around so long that he's figured things out and listened to people who were smarter than him. And maybe he didn't have that ego that stood in his way. And he just trusted the people who, who were, had gone before him and ended up a very wise person. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I think about the way, you know, things have been structured, like, you know, think of the Roman Senate, mm. um, you know, comes from, comes from the word for old man, basically, oh, was, really? you know, it was the elders, right? The, the, the elders of the community, they're, they're the ones with the wisdom. And it wasn't like, you know, societies, ancient societies weren't built on, on who were, let's find the smartest men, let's give them all tests and find the smartest people and they can run things mm-hmm. that, you know, technocracy, um, it was on, you know, who's, who's been through it, who, who knows what's up, who, who can kind of predict what might happen in the future based on all the things he's seen in the past. Um, and that, that, I think that's missing from, from our, our society a lot. Not that we don't have a pretty geriatric government in a lot of ways, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, age does not necessarily confer wisdom, but, uh, yeah. Isn't that interesting that we were, our country's run by a bunch of octogenarians and, and, uh, they don't seem to have any wisdom at all. Like yeah. <laughs> most of them seem to be, you know, fairly intelligent. I would, I guess many of them are educated, but, but, uh, any kind of, um, and maybe that's just a factor of, of the kind of people that enter, enter that sort of profession. Yeah. I, I think that's, Largely it. Yeah. You're kind of yeah. self-selected that way for, <laughs> yeah. For the people kind of people in front of the camera. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think it has a lot to do with that. The difference between intelligence and wisdom, the difference between, um, you know, uh, lower intelligence or, or what we'd call stupidity or, uh, foolishness, which you can be, a um, like I just mentioned, you could be someone who's not a fool and you've learned things over time and maybe you're not, you're not the, sh- the sharpest guy ever, but, uh, but you, you've learned some wisdom over, over time. And, um, I think a person like that would, would benefit from education, right. Um, yeah. would benefit from learning, but someone who is a fool who thinks they already know everything, who wouldn't listen to his grandfather's advice when his grandpa's telling him what to do and saying, Hey man, you should probably do this. And, and they're thinking this guy doesn't know anything. I I've got it all figured out. That person might be the one who becomes the lo- the bigger blockhead from the learning from the education. Yeah. <clears throat> we uh I mentioned there's it's uh uh there's uh, this trend going on around right now on Twitter where people are posting these little uh links to these uh IQ tests which are which are funny <laughs> to see, right? They have it broken down I think in uh verbal and spatial and memory and a couple yeah. different categories and and uh you know my, uh, uh, not, not everybody posts them of course, but that some of the accounts that I've seen post them are, are, uh, it's not, it's not always the ones that have the highest score that I think are the most worthwhile to listen to. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. I, you know, you may not have thought that you might've thought, Oh, the, the smartest guy on Twitter is the one you want to listen to. And, right. uh, I'll see some guy with a very high score. I'm like, Oh, he's his accounts. <laughs> I don't get that much. I didn't get that much good stuff out of out of him. Yeah. And then another guy yeah, who's not following, here. not following him for the shape rotation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. But then you have another guy, maybe a little lower. That's that's 
putting out some bangers that are making you think, you know, maybe he's got some, just a little bit more wisdom in that regard. Yeah. So, all right, well, we'll, let's say you're concerned that you may be one of these people who's, who's <laughs> the, the learnedness <laughs> has turned you more of into a blockhead. What, what can we do to become more wise and, and uh, less foolish, less blockheaded? Um, I think, I think a big component of wisdom and, and gaining wisdom is humility. Um, absolutely. That, that, that's how you learn from your experiences because without it, you may refuse to accept the lesson that you've learned well, the hard way, you know, um, might be, everything might be someone else's fault that things went bad for you. Um, and you just, yeah. So that, I'd, I'd say humility is a big one. What about you? That, that's honestly what, what I was going to mention. Uh, just, uh, that the lack of that arrogance, that ego. Um, and, uh, that's why it bothers me sometimes when people say, oh, this guy's so smart. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's only part of the puzzle. I'm, I'm glad yeah. he's smart. I'm glad this guy's got a high IQ, but that doesn't mean I necessarily want to listen to him because, uh, high IQ people can end up just being, you know, uh, navel gazers who, who don't, you know, like you said, they won't admit when they're wrong. They won't look for wisdom anywhere outside of, you know, their own brain. Uh, they have no sense of introspection where they're going to think, hmm, yeah. maybe I was off about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, definitely lends to, to sophistry. Um, and, and you see those people online a lot, really smart, really good at arguing, um, and full of, confirmation bias mm-hmm. um you know they, they see the world they want the way they want to and and everything that fits that pattern because they're smart and they can make it fit they can they can they can fit fill that in um and and conveniently ignore or or manipulate the the data that don't that don't come conform um and uh and then you know they're probably not willing to listen to the person who's got the, that lower IQ score posted on their account. That's right. Um, because they know better because they've got the, the bigger number. Yeah. And, they got, uh, they got the faster processor, right? So that means they yeah. know everything. They got it all figured out. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, um, you know, what was it? Uh, there's another saying that this comes to mind. Um, I don't know who it was from and we'll have to talk about this one another time, but it's uh, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it's something to the, to the effect of, uh, the mark of a learned or uh, the educated mind is someone who can um, entertain an idea without accepting it. Yeah. Right. And I think that um, is more, that that's not referring to IQ. That's not referring to how intelligent you are. That's referring to a little bit of humility and saying, okay, well, yeah. I'm not sure about this idea, but let's hear it. You know, I, I'm will, I'm willing to, 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 to hear your point of view. Yeah. That, and that reminds me, you know, when I was, when I was researching this, I came across, you know, an anecdote about a study. I didn't get a chance to dig into the study itself. Um, so it was just a summary, but basically it was, you know, they, they took a bunch of experts. I don't know if just people who are experts in their own fields or, or what the, the criteria were for, for expertise. But anyway, they took a bunch of experts and, and asked them to, to make predictions. Um, and all, you know, almost entirely the group, um, was just about as good as predicting as, as chimpanzees. They just, <laughs> just, it was, you know, random essentially, but mm-hmm. there was a subgroup that was more accurate. Um, and the things they had in common is they were, 
more modest in their predictions. So maybe a little more humble about their own abilities. And then like, like you just mentioned, they had that openness to entertaining that they might be wrong about something and willing to alter their views based on, on what they hear. They don't lock down into their dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of dogma, how do you think um, ideology, like specific, like political ideology and various ideologies relate to this? Um, I think, you know, there's probably, there's probably certain types, you know, personality types and stuff that, that might be more or less susceptible to, to these kinds of confirmation bias. But I think it, it is going to happen on any side of, of politics. I think, Mm -hmm. um, people are going to convince them, talk themselves into a position that, that they know is morally superior or intellectually superior in a lot of a lot of times, maybe more mm-hmm. often, and just and lock latch onto that and not not want to change. Yeah, um, the reason I mentioned that is because I've I've just run across in my life. Sometimes people have a particular ideology, and it's supposed to explain the whole world to them, and they're unwilling to step outside of that and view things from any different perspective. And sometimes yeah. that can lead to some bizarre some bizarre solutions to things because they're saying, "Well, I have to." come up with a solution that fits this ideological framework that I'm a part of. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you take, you take what you're, you're, you're learning about an ideology, for, for example, about, about a framework of understanding society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say you see seven things that all line right up with that. Uh, but there's three more that don't. Yeah. But most of it does. So, I mean, it's gotta be right. And so <laughs> then you're shoehorning those last three, yeah, really getting convoluted trying to trying to make it all fit into your your perfect little model. Um, yeah, but I maybe see. there isn't a perfect little model, <laughs> <laughs> and that's humility too, right? And um, not just humility on a personal level, but on humility on a on a societal level or on a on a human level. That maybe even these great thinkers that you like that have come up with this ideological framework didn't know everything either, and yeah. uh, and. And maybe uh, there's just there's just some things we still haven't figured out, and we still need to we still need to learn. Um, and I mean, having some kind of basis for understanding the world, I don't think is always bad. Um, if you you know have some some basic principles that you kind of view the world, or basic a basic paradigm you view the world through. But um, it, the danger I think comes as you mentioned when you're trying to shoehorn certain things in. It's things just clearly don't fit, and you're like, well. Maybe this ideology can can work in most cases, but it's, there's exceptions, and then you have to start using your own brain, right? You can't outsource your thinking anymore to someone who came up with some some idea that uh, it's going to make you look smart by just parroting it. You have to like really kind of contend with some 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 tricky issues sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, aside from humility, anything else that you can think of that we that that we could do to keep ourselves from falling into this, this blockheadedness or, or, or as we go throughout our, our journey of becoming more educated, um, is it, uh, is it, are there certain things we can look for from, uh, to be educated from certain types of people maybe? Um, you know, maybe one thing that comes to mind is, especially with higher education is so specialized. Yeah. Um, that you really can get siloed into your one niche even within like a field, you've got like, you know, I, I, I 
I was in the humanities, I was in classics, you know, you might have like your one author within the larger canon. That's your focus. And maybe you get so granular, it's one work by one author and that becomes your world. Um, so maybe, you know, one, one way to counter that um, just in, in general life is as you're learning, as you're, you're gaining new knowledge, trying to figure out how it, how it fits in with, with life in general, with, with broader, your broader experience and whether, whether it's even valuable to, to hold on to that idea um, or whether that was just, maybe it's just wrong and maybe, maybe you can abandon <laughs> it um, and, and just trying to take a step back and see how it, how things fit rather than just getting so narrowly focused. Yeah, I, th I love that. I think that's great uh, advice. And and I think it's important to remember that uh, the people who wrote these big textbooks are just people. And so yeah. when, when, you, when you're reading them, uh, have some humility on your own from, for yourself and for them as well to be like, well, this is a person doing their best, but they, they could have gotten it wrong. Uh, we forget that uh, people study history, for example, just take it as an example. We forget that that's just something that someone wrote down and buried in the earth for a long time. Then we dug it up, you know, um, yeah. if, if you took one of those crazy, uh, you know, chain emails that your uncle forwarded you, <laughs> you know, and you printed it out and buried it in the earth for a thousand years and someone dug it up, it, that could be history, you know, you never know. Yeah. And so we, we need to, we need to kind of approach things with a little bit of a grain of salt and, and, and remain curious to think that, um, uh, to try to find, find the truth. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and with, with this one, I'm wondering, like, maybe it's apparent, maybe it's not like, what is the, you know, to go, to go with our theme of, uh, we've got the, the gods of the, the copy book headings and, and the gods of the marketplace. What, mm -hmm. what is the, the marketplace equivalent to this one? You know, what, has it been replaced or is this, or do we still generally think it's, it's bad to be a, a learned blockhead? What do you think? Oh yeah, I think the the gods of the market have certainly um, run with this one uh, in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, just credentialism. Someone's got a PhD. Mm -hmm. Someone's so important. Someone went to this fancy school, um, and uh, and m many of them are just parroting the same things over and over, and nobody's really questioning. Nobody's asking yeah. if this is correct. And we see these well, these a lot of these ideologies running running rampant uh, without, without critically examining them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for bringing up that, that part of it too. Cause, cause, uh, that's, that's definitely an essential aspect of this is, is what is society telling us now? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, you, you, you still see some, some, uh, you you can still find it. You can still find people who, who hold on to these ideas and, and, uh, and understand that just because you, you got a fancy piece of paper doesn't mean you're, you're a wise person, but, uh, by and large, we see a lot of society running the opposite direction with this. Those gods of the market are, are blowing left and right with this. So, so definitely a good point there. Um, <clears throat> well, we're about out of time. Any, any last final comments on this or before we wrap it up? Um, I think I, I don't want like there's a, a definitely a, an, a, an opportunity to get pretty elitist with, with this idea, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, higher education and stuff is, is 
to be restricted to, to a certain group of people who can handle it kind of thing. Sure. Um, but I think, um, I, I honestly can't remember if we talked about it on live or, or before, but, you know, I think there's, there's the right matchup for everyone with, um, skill and ability and interest, um, to, to really have a, a fulfilling, rewarding, valuable life that, um, that their grandkids can be proud of. So, um, I, I, I'm, you know, past 40, I'm still kind of figuring out, still figuring out what exactly that, that match is for me. But, um, I, yeah, I, I'd say anyone who's younger people still figuring things out, go, go, go figure things out, go, uh, go experience lots of different things, see what clicks for you. And it may be college. It may not be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to add, the last thing I'll add on to that too, is look for wisdom everywhere. Like, yeah. um, you know, it might be the guy, um, you know, fixing your toilet. You never know. Yeah. So, <laughs> all absolutely. right. Well, well, that will close up. Thanks so much, Andrew. And thanks everyone for, for listening. We'll, uh, catch you guys next time. All right. Bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began that the dog returns to his vomit and the sow returns to her mother and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins when all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sin as surely as water will wet us as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots, with terror and slaughter.